What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. I know I didn't put anything out last week. I apologize. Um, you know, had some work stuff going on. I've been getting up super, super, super early, uh, and I just didn't really get a chance to put a show together. Um, but here I am now. I apologize. I know I've been doing that a lot lately. Um, but, you know, to my loyal listeners, to new listeners as well, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it more than you'll ever know. Um, I'm glad to be back. Uh, I need to get a little bit more active with my social media as well. But, uh, you know, like I said, work stuff, waking up super early. But um, here we are. It is Wednesday, the 24th of March. We're at the start of the very first international break of 2020. You know, when the season starts, it seems like, you know, it starts in, I keep saying, you know, I'm trying not to. I know I brought that up a couple weeks ago. I'm trying to not do it. When the season, the new season start in August, September, we immediately get hit with like three consecutive international breaks in a row. We're at the start of the first one of 2021. And it seems like it's been about six months, even though I think it's only been since November that we haven't had a, a international break. I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's going to be weird again without fans, um, but it will be it will be entertaining. You know, we got some some decent matches going on. There were a couple of friendlies that happened, you know, uh, Sunday to, to Tuesday. Um, I think there's some Olympic qualifiers that went on. I'm not going to be touching any Olympic qualifiers, but... Uh, I won't be talking about any of the results from today. I'll save those for the show next uh, Tuesday. I will probably do it um, when you know things kind of calm down at work. I'm going to have to get up really early on Monday and Tuesday of next week. So I'll probably put the show out Tuesday afternoon of next week. Um, just be on the lookout for that. So without further ado, I'm going to cover... Um, I think I'm just going to go over the, the current standings for the match days or uh, for the leagues based on the current um, and most recent match day, instead of going over the scores. Some of these scores I may have to talk about because some of them are near and dear to my heart. Um, and some of these games I actually did have you know, an opportunity to watch a little bit of it at least. All right, starting in France with Ligue 1, they're up to match day 30. Um, so they only have, most teams I think have eight more games left, which is crazy, that's about two months. So, um, but right now, the table after match day 30, you got PSG on top with 63 points. Lille's in second with 63 points also. Lyon is in third with 60. Uh, Monaco's in fourth with 59. Lyon is in fifth with 48. And Marseille's in sixth with uh, 45 points. Bottom of the table, you got Nem in 18th with 29 points. 19th, you got Nantes with 28 points. And then Dijon, bottom of the league, bottom of the table, They've been there all season uh, with 15 points. Um, next week, though, we got uh, PSG versus Lille, which should be a good one. Or did that one already happen? I thought that already happened. Um, yeah, okay, so we got PSG versus Lille and Monaco versus Mets. All right, moving on to Spain and La Liga. They're up to match day 28. Uh, table reads as follows. You got Atletico Madrid on top with 66 points. Barcelona is in second with 62. In third is Real Madrid with 60 points. Sevilla is in fourth with 55. And then Real Sociedad and Real Betis in fifth and sixth, respectively, both with 45 points. Bottom of the table, you got Ibar in 18th with 23 points. Alaves is in 19th, also with 23 points. And then Huesca 
been at the bottom of the table pretty much the entire season. They are right behind 18th and 19th place with 21 points. So they win one more game, and you know Ibar and Alaves lose. Huesca's they're out of the the relegation zone. So you know we'll see. Um, next match day coming up, we have uh, Sevilla versus Atletico Madrid. All right, moving on to Italy, Serie A match day 20. Or excuse me, match day 28. Enters uh, on top with 65 points, followed by AC Milan with 59. Juventus is in third with 55 points. Atalanta is in fourth, also with 55. Napoli is in fifth with 53 points. Roma is in sixth with 50. Bottom of the table, Caligari is in 18th with 22 points. Parma's in 19th with 19 points, and Cortone bottom of the table even though they had a you know they had a pretty uh convincing was that Crotone? no actually that was Benevento that that beat Juventus sorry Crotone bottom of the table 15 points they've been there all season I mean they're only seven points which you know if you really think about it that's two and a half games um away from getting out of the relegation zone uh up next we have uh well my match of uh match day 29 Serie A Torino versus Juventus. So that should be pretty good. That's, that's like, I think that's called the Torino Derby. I'm not sure. They might call it something else. It might be like the Pimonte Derby or something like that. All right. Um, match day 29 in the Premier League. This is kind of weird because match day 29, because of like some COVID cancellations, it actually started at the beginning of the month. And now they've just kind of caught up. This past Sunday was the last match. Arsenal came from behind. They were down, I think, 2-0 to West Ham, which really isn't something to be bragging about, but they managed to salvage a point on the road. It's pretty impressive. Uh, let's see. So we got Man City on top with 71 points. Manchester United is in second with 57 points. Leicester City is in third with 56. Chelsea's in fourth with 51 points. West Ham is in 5th with 49, and then Tottenham's in 6th with 58 points. Bottom of the table, you got Fulham in 18th with 26 points, West Brom in 19th with 18 points, and Sheffield United in last place, 20th with 14 points. Um, match day 30, you got Leicester City hosting Manchester City, and then Arsenal v. Liverpool. All right, uh, moving on to the Netherlands, the Eredivisie, match day 27. Ajax is on top, or this is the table after match day 27, excuse me. Ajax on top with 66 points. PSV Eindhoven is in second with 55 points. AZ is in third with 55 points. Vitezzi is in fourth with 52 points. Feyenoord is in fifth with 48 points. Groningen is in sixth with 43 points. And then the bottom of the table, you got VVV Benlo in 16th with 22 points. Emin moving up in 17th with 15 points. And then Adio Den Haag in last place with only 12 points on the season. My matches of uh, the week for match day 28 in the Eredivisie, you got VVV Venlo versus Groningen, and you got 20 versus Vitesse. All right, moving on to the Bundesliga. Mm, mm, mm. Bundesliga. Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go over these scores because. Uh, all right, you had last Friday you had Armenia Bielefeld zero. RB Leipzig 1, Eintracht Frankfurt 5, Union Berlin 2, Cologne 2, Borussia Dortmund 2, Werder Bremen 1, Wolfsburg 2, Schalke lost to Borussia Mönchengladbach 3-0, to 
Um, and then VFB Stuttgart lost 4-0 to on the road to Bayern Munich. Now, this was a terrible, terrible loss for Stuttgart for two reasons. A, they lost to Bayern, a team that I can't stand, of course. And Alfonso Davies, arguably one of the fastest players in world football. Great player, Canadian, he's got a great story. You know, he's from Ghana, you know, lived in a refugee camp, family made it to Canada, he's a Canadian citizen now, plays for the Canadian national team, plays for Bayern, you know, won the Champions League, just a great story. I'm sure he's a great guy, too, to, you know, to be able to sit down and talk to him. He's a great guy, I'm sure. I know he is. I don't even know him, but I know he's a great guy. But he's on my list now because Silas Wamangatuka obviously the fastest guy on Stuttgart. I would say Stuttgart's best player by far. Um, Davies got a straight red for a challenge on him, uh, on Wamangatuka. Wamangatuka tears his ACL out for the rest of the season. Um, you know, Stuttgart bought him for $8 million. I think his value now is worth like twenty five. I don't like putting, you know, values like that on people or whatever, but, you know, he is, he's a commodity to the team, you know, great player. If you play FIFA, you know, he made team of the week, I think last week or the week before. Um, he's just, you know, he's Stuttgart's best player. Now Stuttgart is without him for the rest of the season. And you tear an ACL. Yes, you can come back from that. It's not, not career ending, but that injury definitely is season ending. And it's, it's just upsetting. And especially, you know, the Stuttgart fan, it was devastating to see him, um, you know, walking out of, of, of the medical facility. And Wamangatuga was crying. Like, he was really, really upset. Now, he's been linked to, I think, AC Milan. was looking at potentially trying to buy him this summer. Um, you know, which would I would have been upset about that, too. Hopefully, though, he ends up uh, recovering you know, not only fast, but also completely. And, you know, I'd love for him to stay in Stuttgart. But, you know, it's one of those things. Players get better. Other teams start looking at him, start throwing money around. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be mad at him for, for leaving leaving Stuttgart. Um, it's just, it's it's really upsetting uh, to see something like that happen. Um, Davies, like I said, he's a good guy. He, he's not, I, I wouldn't think of him as... A malicious person at all you know the first image that when I think about Alfonso Davies I picture him smiling you know and I don't I don't think he did it on purpose but you know stuff happens he got a two-match ban um, I'm sure he'll, he's probably playing for Canada um, you know in whatever matches they have going on um, during this international break um, but yeah that that happened like I said it was a loss for Stuttgart Lost for Wamangatuka, lost for the fans, and you know I've been talking about Stuttgart, um, you know bouncing back and, and getting to forty points on the season to try to you know secure and prevent uh, relegation, and something like that happens, you know it it's <laughs> uh, it's so upsetting. But right now, here's how the table looks in the Bundesliga. You got Bayern Munich in first with 61 points. RB Leipzig's in second with 57 points. Wolfsburg's in third with 51. Eintracht Frankfurt is in fourth with 47. Borussia Dortmund is in fifth with 43. 
Bayer Leverkusen is in six with 40. And those spots are all of the, um, the European qualify European places for next season. So obviously the first four would go to Champions League. Fifth would go to uh, Europa League. And then sixth, which is Bayer Leverkusen right now, will go to the Europa Conference League qualification. Um, Stuttgart is sitting in ninth place right now with 36 points. Um, you know, man, it, it, it seems like, it just seems like it's going to be tough to, I was talking about them potentially getting into a European spot. They're still not that far off, but you lose your best player and, you know, any, anything can happen now. So, uh, I, I just want them to get to 40. I, I think they're safe right now. I don't see, um, you know, especially with teams like Schalke and Armenia Bielefeld being so many games behind there. Each team only has eight more games left, but, uh, I don't know anything. Yeah, I think you can hear the, the sadness in my voice. But all right, bottom of the table, we got Cologne is in 16th with uh, 23 points. Um, Armenia Bielefeld is in 17th with 22. And then Schalke is in last place with 10 points. Um, it looks like Schalke will definitely, unless they can completely, completely in these next eight games um, turn everything around. Schalke will be playing in the second Bundesliga next season. Uh, you can't see my face, but I'm smiling. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of hate for Schalke as, as a team. I just don't like some of their fans. I've talked about that before on the podcast. Um, they're just a little too sure of themselves. So, um, yeah. All right. So, in addition to that, we, we have all of the qualifiers now for uh, the Champions League for the, the quarterfinal stage. People honking outside. Um, so, right now, quarterfinals, Champions League. Tuesday, the 6th of April, you got Real Madrid hosting Liverpool, and I actually saw a, a hilarious meme this morning about that. It was showed Sergio Ramos with all these like chains around his neck working out in the gym or whatever, and then it showed a picture of Mo Salah underneath, like petrified because he's going to have to, you know, go up match up against Sergio Ramos and we remember what happened the last time they played each other. Um, you got Man City hosting Borussia Dortmund. That'll be a great test for them. For me personally, Man City are the favorites to win it. Um, you know, PSG obviously and Bayern obviously have a chance to do it as well. But I still think that PSG, or excuse me, PSG, Man City have the best team in the world. I think they they have the best assembled team, with the most amount of talent. Even though yeah, they've had some injuries, I still think they have the best team in the world right now. And uh, you know that that matchup against uh, Borussia Dortmund with Erling Haaland, Jaden Sancho, that's that's going to be. That's going to be a great, great over both legs. All right, so uh, Wednesday the 7th, you got Porto hosting Chelsea. And then Bayern Munich in a rematch from last year's final. Bayern Munich hosting PSG. All right, so for um, the Europa League quarterfinals, down to eight teams now. So Thursday the 8th of April, you got Granada hosting Manchester United. Ajax hosting Roma, Arsenal versus Slavia Prague, and then Dynamo Zagreb versus Villarreal. So, Man U, Ajax, Arsenal, I think one of those three teams is going to win it all. I would love for it to be Arsenal. I would actually love for it to be an Arsenal-Man U final. Um, my son, my oldest, he's a, he's a Man U fan. I don't really know why, but... Uh, I would, I would love for that. I would love to be able to talk trash to my son for a couple of months 
about the Europa League final between you know our two the two clubs that we support in the EPL. I think that uh, that would be great. That I would I would thoroughly thoroughly enjoy that. So um, that's it for club football. So, so there's a lot of matches coming up on the on the international calendar starting today. Um, there's some World Cup qualifiers going on, but there's some friendlies also as well that are happening today. Um, so you got Qatar hosting Luxembourg, Belarus versus Honduras, Kosovo versus Lithuania, and then Kazakhstan versus Kazakhstan, or excuse me, Kazakhstan versus Kyrgyzstan. Um, none of those games have any powerhouse teams, but you know, it'll still be nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how many goals Qatar puts up against Luxembourg. Um, you know, they're the host for the next World Cup. They were supposed to be playing in the Copa this year. We'll see what happens. Tomorrow, though, we got the U.S. playing Jamaica. That should be a decent match to watch. As well as Saudi Arabia versus Kuwait. Historically not friends. Um, let's see what other international friendly matches that we got that are that look pretty decent. Wales versus Mexico on Saturday. Um the 27th of March. That that should be a pretty decent game. All right, so but for today, right now, for European, uh, excuse me, UEFA World Cup qualifying match day one, um, you got Portugal versus Azerbaijan, Serbia versus Ireland, Finland versus Bosnia and Herzegovina, France versus the Ukraine, Estonia and Czech Republic, Belgium versus Wales. That matches today. It actually might be going on right now. That should be a pretty good one. Uh, let's see, Turkey versus the Netherlands. Um, just looking for other like notable matchups. All right, so tomorrow we got Spain versus Greece, Sweden versus Georgia, and I'm pretty sure that Zlatan is making his return to the Swedish national team after being, you know, not being called up for four years because I guess a lot of people thought he was going to retire, and then you see what Tom Brady's doing and LeBron James, and you realize that. Zlatan Ibrahimovic has been killing it in Serie A, so why not call him back up to the national team? Same thing is probably going to happen with some of these German players, too. Um, Thomas Muller, Jerome Boateng, and Mats Hummels, they didn't get called up now, but uh, they probably will get called up you know, later for World Cup, World Cup qualifying, and maybe even for the Euros. Um, let's see what else we got. Scotland versus Austria. This, these are games for tomorrow. Um, Hungary versus Poland. Germany versus Iceland. If I can, I will definitely watch that one. Um, then on Saturday, we got Serbia versus Portugal. The Czech Republic versus Belgium. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Italy versus Bulgaria. Israel versus Scotland. I know that doesn't sound like a great match on paper, but it possibly could be. And again, we got Romania versus Germany. I will definitely watch all the Germany games. Um, Wales versus the Czech Republic next week on Tuesday. All right, so considering there's, well, no, there's games up until Wednesday. So uh, I will definitely, I'm going to do a show on Tuesday. I'm not going to wait until Thursday to do it uh, just because I don't think that's, it's just not going to be fair. Um, that's all UEFA. Well, I, not, I didn't go over all of them, but that's some of the games that are going to be happening there. Now, CONCACAF also has a World Cup qualifying that started yesterday with uh, Antigua and Barbuda versus Montserrat. Um, 
there's a bunch of games. The U.S. and Mexico won't come in until later, until the, the next round. But Canada is in there for uh, for qualifying. They play their first game against, uh, I believe it's Bar- Bermuda. Um, if you guys don't know, you know, obviously ESPN is owned by Disney. Disney also owns Hulu, so now you can watch a lot of these matches on Hulu instead of, you know, trying to get ESPN Plus or whatever. Um, there's definitely going to be a lot of games on. My son is actually watching one right now. Um, so for AFC World Cup qualifying, matches on tomorrow, Tajikistan versus Mongolia. And then next Tuesday, you got Saudi Arabia versus Palestine. You know, theirs is already underway. They're up to like round 11 Obviously, all the teams haven't played that many games, but um, their qualifying has just gone a little bit deeper. They started sooner before everybody else. But they also had to push back because that's why Australia and Qatar ended up uh, pulling out of the uh, the Copa America. But right now, for their groups in the second round, um, Syria is on top of Group A. Australia is on top of Group B. Iraq is on top of Group C. Uzbekistan is on top of Group D. Qatar is on top of Group E. Um, group F, Japan's on top, Vietnam's on top of Group G, and then Turkmenistan is on top of Group H. Which, I still don't know why. I guess the Qatar matches don't really count, so Oman, I guess, would be on top of their group. They're just playing these games as friendlies because Qatar automatically qualifies. So, yeah. Alright, so moving on to just some, these are just some news notes that I, that I jotted down because I thought it would be Somewhat interesting. It, it, it's crazy to me that uh, both Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi have both been knocked out of the Champions League, and now like the new young stars like Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland are both moving on to the quarters. Um, both of those two, exciting to watch. Great players. Um, Haaland did pick up an injury not too long ago. I'm not sure if he played this past week or not, but uh, those two players are like the future. Uh, I don't want to say they're you know they're going to be replacing. Messi and Ronaldo, but they're definitely definitely bright futures, and you know they're moving forward in the Champions League. Uh, let's see what else. So, uh, FIFA president Gianni Infantino, um, he hinted at the potential forming of an African Super League, um, and that the league could be in place before the end of this year. Now, CAF, the African Confederation, already has their own Champions League, just like most of the other confederations do. Uh, but because of the size of Africa, um, you know, it, it's kind of it is difficult for teams from like South Africa to travel all the way up to like Egypt to play. It does happen. But, you know, with COVID now and everything, um, I think they're going to plan on keeping the CAF Champions League. But this Super League would just be one league for all of Africa, Africa's top teams, at least. Basically, what they're trying to do with the European Super League would be the exact same thing that would happen with this African Super League. I'm pretty much against it. I, I think the the concept of Super League sounds good on paper, but you're still going to run into those those logistics and, and transport issues. And I don't know. I think maybe the first couple of iterations of it would be pretty, well, they would be very interesting. But keeping those teams there on a permanent basis, just like in Europe, I, I don't think is fair because um, What's going to end up happening is the teams that already have a lot of money, all the big clubs, uh, they're just going to continue to make more money. And the National Leagues are going to end up suffering as a result. But we'll see what happens because there's always talk about these Super Leagues and nothing ever happens. But 
Um, also read something, two things actually, that have been kind of talked about a lot recently. I'm sure I've mentioned it on the show before as well. Um, the What are they calling it? The Bena League, where the Belgian League and the, the League in the Netherlands combine to make one league. Now, those countries are so close and you know they share in the northern part of Belgium they speak Flemish which is basically like Dutch I mean I think they can really understand each other and in the south of Belgium they speak Fran- French uh, you know obviously because it borders France um, but I think com- combining those two countries it would be great because you know there's not too many strong teams in either one of those leagues it's always the same teams that are winning uh, it would just add a little bit of competition. Now, yes, the teams on the bottom are going to suffer a little bit, but I, I think it's going to also increase uh, the competition a little bit more. Make those, uh, you know, obviously the pooling of the European uh, competition places would would change a little bit and, you know, give that league a little bit more until UEFA tweaks it or whatever. I think, me personally, I think that's a good idea. I've been reading about that for a while, for a few years now, and I actually I think that that would be a really, really, really good idea. Um, on the flip side, across the ocean, there's been talk about Liga Mex, the Mexican League, and the MLS, the U.S. and Canadian League, um, combining. So it's a little, it's a little, be a little bit trickier because you know those are like franchises that are in uh, in the MLS. There is no relegation and promotion system. I'm pretty sure in the Mexican League, they have some type of relegation and promotion, but it, it's based on like a three-year cycle or something like that. I might be confusing that with another league, but um, I think that would be great. I, I think it would probably hurt Mexican football a little bit, but I think it would be great for, you know, U.S. and Canadian and Canadian football. Um, I think it would definitely, you know, in, improve the, the quality of the game in the U.S. and Canada. Um Plus, you know, why not? You know, why not? The U.S., Canada, Mexico, and then you can throw Costa Rica in there are like the four big teams in North America. Why not have those three countries with one league? I, I think it would be great. We already have the, the League's Cup and then that Campeones Cup. Um, you know, I, I think that it would, it would strengthen the, the CONCACAF Champions League as well. I'm all for it. At least try it, you know, see how it works and, and go from there. If it doesn't work, then, you know, MLS and Liga Mex can separate, do their own thing. But why not try it? It, it could completely change the way that football is looked at in North America. That, that's just my personal opinion. Um, all right, moving on. I already mentioned Zlatan getting called up. Um, that's gonna, he's going to play in three matches. Um, there'll be two World Cup qualifiers against Georgia and Kosovo and a friendly against Estonia. But it'd be good to see Zlatan back in, you know, the Swedish yellow. Um, this was kind of a crazy story. Uh, Tottenham obviously was playing Dynamo Zagreb in the uh, the round of 16 of the Europa League, and I think it was a day before, a couple of days before their match. And keep in mind, Tottenham was up two to zero. Um, the coach of Dynamo Zagreb he was thrown in jail after the Croatian Supreme Court. Uh, I guess charged him with fraud, so he resigned from the club. Their owner or whatever, or some like uh, their director, I think maybe he like fled to I think Bosnia or Kosovo, 
And then two days later, Dynamo Zagreb, already down two to zero, defeated Tottenham. And now they're moving on to the to the quarterfinals of the Europa League. Like that's just crazy. And what does that say about uh Jose Mourinho? Like, how does that make you feel? You know, you just got lost to a team who's whose manager, former manager, is now in jail for four years for fraud. And you're one of the biggest clubs in the world, and you get knocked out by this team. I mean, it is kind of, it's any given Sunday in American football, but, you know, it's one of those things. Any team can beat any other team, but that that is just crazy. So, um, and last but not least, uh, this just came out today, UEFA is planning on getting rid of the current um, financial fair play rules that they have. Um, so I'm sure teams like Man City, Chelsea, PSG, and, you know, a few others are going to be really excited. So PSG, especially, they may be able to pull in and bring some of those big stars that they thought they wouldn't be able to afford or not necessarily afford, but be able to put on their books because of financial fair play. They may be able to bring them on and create a super team. Now, UEFA said that they're going to have new, a new financial control system, I don't know how they're going to do that. Financial fair play kind of really wasn't even doing that. Take a look at Man City. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how they, how how and what they're going to implement. You know, oh, somebody's ringing my doorbell. I will be right back. All right. Sorry about that. I'm back. I had to go help my neighbor with something. Um, but yeah, financial fair play. We'll see what happens. Um, I think after the last couple of transfer windows, we didn't see a whole lot of movement. I think this summer, especially in Europe, you're going to see a whole lot of movement, a lot of money flowing, um, a lot of big names moving to different clubs. I just see that happening. Um, and then with the Euros going on, I don't know. Who knows? I, I just see no financial fair play or this adjustment that's being made. It's going to lead to a lot, a lot of names, um, big names moving. So Mbappe, Holland, Ronaldo potentially going back to Real Madrid. Messi, I've seen Messi's name linked with PSG and like Liverpool and Man City. I don't know. We'll see. But there's definitely going to be a lot of movement. So um, that's all I got for this week. Um, I will talk to you guys again next week. I want to thank you guys um, for for listening and, you know, I don't know, sticking with the show. Um, I want to thank whoever is listening in Portugal. Got (laughs) listeners in Portugal. I want to thank you Um, and to everybody else. Um, enjoy some some football, some you know national team football. This international break should be interesting. And uh, yeah, you guys stay safe. Um, take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. Wash your hands. Wash your masks. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.